Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. David Seaman, goalkeeper and moustached England legend. Play for Arsenal, QPR, Birmingham, Man City and Peterborough. Won three league titles, four FA Cups, one League Cup and the European Cup Winners' Cup. 75 England caps, finished fourth on Dancing on Ice, what a shame. Wore a ponytail way before Ariana Grande made them cool. And of course, author, but let's see what the book club thought in today's The Football Book Club. You're writing down your notes saying, David Seaman has a parrot called Rose who can do an imitation of a washing machine. Spanish media described David Seaman as a piece of meat with eyes. It was, of course, the giant pepperoni man. I, I want to talk about David's relationship with birds, and I don't mean the typical football one. God, I haven't done Josh for the coming in quite a long time. What the hell is going on there? I was wondering how you were going to crowbar all your impressions into this episode. I'm very <laughs> impressed. I'm very impressed. Hello and welcome to the Football Book Club, the only book club where, instead of literary classics, each week we read yet another footballer's autobiography. Less George Barnard Shaw, more Luke Shaw. I'm James Burke and over the weeks we'll be reading classics such as Jens Lehmann's The Madness is on the Pitch and Joey Barton's No Nonsense. But today we're reading David Seaman's In Safe Hands and reading it with me are Jack Bernhardt. Hello. James Balgen. Hello. And comedian and impressionist, Josh Berry. Hello. Yes. Yeah. 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 The Berry's in the house. (laughs) The fourth JB, finally. Yeah. (laughs) So many JBs. We could go on tour. Uh, We'll see how this goes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, How are you doing, Josh? You okay? Yeah, I'm uh, all the better, James, for having read David Seaman, Safe Hands. Uh, Great. What a a read. (laughs) What a read. Why was it you brought David Seaman to us? To, to be honest, I, I, I don't really know a great deal about football. I know, I know this tends to be a podcast for a real real fans of the sport. Uh, mm. I would consider myself very much an outsider, uh, just here for the literature. Um, although, <laughs> to be fair, I haven't, actually, I, haven't, I haven't really... I don't think I've read a book since I left university, or maybe one or two. So, you know, what a, what a better, what better start to sort of start off my literary campaign again than with David Seaman. You are going to be the... <laughs> Our purest judge of a book yet. I no, I did. I, to be fair, I did used to follow it quite a lot in the sort of actually around the era that David Seaman is writing in. Um, I, I make him sound like a sort of obscure academic, but around the <laughs> around that time, a lot of thinkers, uh, fellow thinkers like Jens Lehmann and Nigel Martin, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> in that school of thought, yeah. Um, I I was a big fan of Arsenal in the in the sort of two thousand and two era. You know when they were mm, like yes. when they were pretty good with Thierry Henry and. And Dennis Bergkamp and Gail Clichy, 
Uh-huh. Obscure reference. Yep. Is that obscure? It's not very obscure. Yeah, it's, 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 like, it's, it's, it's pretty obscure. If he's had like Junichi Inamoto or something, that would have been a yeah. bit better. But oh, um, I mean, it's, the, the, it's quite the, the, arrogant the, of me as a non-football fan <laughs> to come on here and try and impress you with football knowledge. Obviously, that's, not that's, gonna, that's never going to happen. James being very unwelcoming there. By <laughs> that's Junichi I, I Inamoto out of, out of. I am being yeah. a right arsehole. <laughs> Spiky bug. Let's see what Amazon is saying about the book. The book has 3.9 stars from 15 reviews. Does oh. it? Yes. Yeah. That, that, actually, Josh, that's quite low. That's actually quite low for a football book. Oh, is it really? Usually they, they hit between four and five, I would say. Yeah. Like a, like a good Uber rating. Yeah, yeah exactly. You have, to, you have to work really hard to upset football fans. Yeah. I think I've, I've got to be honest, I hope I'm not jumping the gun here, but th- there is some uh, quite appalling thematic focus, I would say, in this book, <laughs> particularly at the end. That, that um, is extremely typical of a lot of these books. Yes. So I, I think yeah. in, in many ways, the Amazon reviewers... Uh, they're basically reviewing how much they like David Seaman. Yeah, that's yes. more than they're reviewing. It's a popularity the concept, more than yeah. and <laughs> he's, he's doing pretty badly on that. Weirdly, seeing as I think he's quite a likable guy, even he's for an Arsenal player. player. Even for an Arsenal player. Here's a review, uh, a three-star review from B Lane with the title "Dave the Big Doll Softy." <laughs> <laughs> And the review reads, Dave, you had a great career and Arsenal sure miss you now. However, your book is mostly dull and other than the little marital problems, you don't really make the book much fun. Other <laughs> <laughs> oh, so that's not that fun. Marital, yeah. yeah. Like, oh, More yeah. horrible marriage. <laughs> that would yeah. really cheer me up. That is a perfect <laughs> review, to be honest. Yeah. I, yeah. He's a nice guy, but he's a bit, he's a little bit dull. Yeah. Um, I've, yeah. Also got a, I've also got a four-star review from someone called Saar, S-A-H-R, under the review title, How Much for Signed? reading hi could someone please tell me i have this book and it's original great condition and hand signed i was wondering what sort of price would i be looking for anyone reply brilliant nope <laughs> okay let's start the bidding right now how much yeah. do you pay uh nothing i will start the bidding at zero okay james Belgian. We we struggle to give our books away for free so <laughs> yeah, that's true <laughs> yeah so zero as well josh yeah. uh wait so what's david seaman has signed the book he signed the no. book. What has he written in it? Is it just his signature or is it like... Best wishes that's, from David Seaman. That's Gandalf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that, that's Gandalf the Grey. But... Yes! Uh, how much will I... I don't know. I think it's been a real journey reading this book, like emotionally for me. So um, I, I'd put like a fiver in. I would I would buy it. Actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's nice. That's nice. Well, Saar. I think 30 pounds. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Jack is a good at auctions. Jack is a good at auctions. <laughs> okay, you know what? 50. <laughs> you twisted my arm. I'll pay 50. Okay, we're going to go into more depth about the book. We'll be doing a dramatic reading, a quiz, a Kenzong, and we'll be getting to know not just David Seaman, but Josh as well. But first, let's go around the group in a sentence or two. What did you think of the book? Josh, as our guest, please kick us off. One of my big gripes with it is that there is only one point in the book. And we were just saying before we started recording how funny Seaman is, and it is hilarious, and I don't think <laughs> enough is made in the book out of the fact that his surname is Seaman. He references it once in that he says, oh, the la- I'm not going to do this. That's not a good impression, <laughs> is it? Um, but it, yeah. Uh, he's like, oh, he's the lads- the downfall of your career, this podcast. <laughs> so sorry, the, ch- the, the Churchill dog was saying what, Josh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it probably is. To be fair, I've seen Tom Hiddleston do worse impressions on Graham Norton and people fucking love it. So, um, <laughs> true. Hey, this is Robert De Niro and it's just me. <laughs> Look at when Tom was so fantastic again. <laughs> um, oh, yes. I can tell, I tell, I 
every time I tell a joke. No, but there's only one uh, reference to Seaman. He's like, oh, the lads like to take the piss out of me because I've got a dodgy name. Um, you know, and that's it. And if, if I were writing the book, I would really, I would, st- you have to start with it, don't you? You have to be like, yes, David Seaman. And then you do all the jokes and then you move on, you know, because you can't. I feel, I feel like David Seaman had been in the public eye long enough for people to have got it out their system by the time he wrote this book personally. <laughs> you can never get enough Seaman out of your system. <laughs> Sorry, no. No, no, that was awful. Um. Oh, I see one of those episodes again. I thought we were over that last yeah, time. Filthy episodes! Yes! Um, but, but the book itself, apart from the lack of spunk... Uh. <laughs> um, sorry, yes, the book itself. Uh, yeah, I think uh, thematically, th- there's very little focus, I think. It's what, uh, yeah, if someone were marking it, they would say this, this you know, structurally, it's it's... You know, despicable. I I think, um, and despicable. and there's there's not a lot for the non-football in, uh, sort of engaged reader. I think he um he repeats himself a lot. The number oh, of yes. times he says the the phrase or says something around like, um, oh, I don't listen to what managers say about goalkeeping because none of them have ever been keepers. Yeah, that was, that <laughs> upsets happens me. So he does much. say that a lot. He, does, he, does say that he a lot. starts the book with that. He ends the book with that. Yeah, and the, sorry, the <laughs> one more gripe, one more gripe, and this is like, but, but actually, this is something I did really enjoy about the book. Um, is that he goes full Alan Partridge so much. So there's a bit, the bit at the end. I don't know if you've listened to Alan Partridge in the Oast House, but he does a whole episode in that where he's like, "I'd very much like to." I can't remember what, even what he sounds like, but he's like, "I'd like to advance my corporate work." I have a lot, you know. Uh, I really relate to these men who work for curries or something like this. Uh, and, and, and David Seaman does exactly that. He's like, maybe I'd like to advance my TV work. I don't know. Yes, maybe I'll do corporate does. stuff. And it's just basically him like advertising, listen, I want some money after I retire. And it was just so partridge, I thought. That's it, so it, funny. It, it's true. And he does, he, he, even it is like the whole him talking into the voice recorder and going, idea for a TV program. <laughs> yeah, literally da- da- David Seaman <laughs> interviews... Interviews other sports stars yeah. while playing sport with them. Yeah. Seaman yeah, sports. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> finding Seaman. Seaman gets lost abroad and Bear Grylls has to find him. Jack, did you enjoy the book? Um, You're another I, Arsenal fan here, so you, you're kind of required to like it. I found it endearingly dull. Like, yes. Like, <laughs> Other books I find frustratingly dull, where I'm just like, get to the good stuff. This I was quite. Con- There's a bit where he talks at length about how his pipes burst in his house. <laughs> yeah, he does. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. he's like, in a come, <laughs> yeah. the water's everywhere. We have to get someone in. I'm like, you know me. Those are the only bits I enjoy. The bits about the bits, and I'm sure Josh was the same. The bits yeah. about um, like Arsenal winning stuff, like yeah. give or take, de- definitely much more. Uh, get, I could do without that. However, um, yeah, the stories about pipes or all the animals he has at the end of his at the end of his life, at the end of the book, for some yeah. reason, he's is, got a, uh, he's got a parrot called Rose. That he's obsessed with. That. He's like, oh, he could do a great imitation of the washing machine, and you just have to like. <laughs> Writing down your notes saying David Seaman has a parrot called Rose who can do an imitation of a washing machine. Oh god. Josh, can you do it can you do a washing machine? Uh absolutely not, but I can. I've actually uh there's a there's a specific detail bit in the book that I ripped the pages of just so I could read it out if I if I'm is that am I jumping the gun here and doing uh, it? Absolutely not, no, please. I'm very easygoing, but I do have a few hard and fast likes and dislikes, and Debbie has learned to cope with them as well. For a start, she knows I will turn down most jobs, however lucrative, if they mean I will miss my Sunday lunch. I have, I have to do this more <laughs> sort of as partridge. I just love a roast. 
So I hate it when I have to play on Monday because I know a roast is too heavy a meal for me the day before a game. <laughs> <laughs> I have been... <laughs> <clears throat> um, well, it's, yeah. I had become interested in wine and keep a small cellar of good bottles at home. And now I also enjoy a cigar or two. Although I only smoke in the games room, I usually have a cigar when I go fishing, but I don't smoke in public because I think it's the wrong image for me to present. And it's just <laughs> that. It. The wrong image for me to present is so partridge. It's so beautiful. partridge. Uh, that, so is, good. that is almost as good as your Churchill dog impression. <laughs> yeah, it's, really, <laughs> it's, it's actually good. so awful, that impression. And I've listened to it so oh, much. It's good. James, did you enjoy so the book? Uh, n- no, I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> Have you I, ever enjoyed a book ju- on the show? The thing is, I really wanted to like this book because it's big, friendly Dave Seaman. You know, he's he was England keeper when we were growing up. He was he yeah. was the man, and it was just it was. I was saying to Jack before, it was. I think it was as dull as Andy Gray's, but more frustrating because I wanted to like it, whereas I knew Andy Gray's was going to be shit. Right. So okay. It's just, okay. Uh, it's sad. Look, as far as the football stories go, they're all pretty much the same in these books. Yes. You know, the details yep. sort of, but the stuff away from that—that's the stuff we like. His stories yeah. don't go anywhere. That thing about fitting the white goods himself, I was like, oh, here we go, here we go, like Mister <laughs> Mister Bean moment or something. Like, there's going to be. He even said, like, I was I was dreaming about it all night that the kitchen had flooded, and I went downstairs. I was like, here we go, here we go, and he's like, and I just had to call a plumber and he sorted it out. Like, brilliant. Like, <laughs> Nothing happened then. Oh, you just so you just good. slightly couldn't fit them properly and called That's someone else chapter. to do it. That's like, another chapter in the book. <laughs> it's very, I felt like I was on uh, David Seaman's uh, Christmas card list. You know those yes. really long letters you get from <laughs> yeah, people in the yeah. Christmas card? I felt like I was on one of those. Where it was like, that story didn't go anywhere, you kind uncle. <laughs> yeah, but it has that's a, that's a really that. nice insult. Although maybe I was just holding it to. We had a great white good story with Paddy Kenny, so maybe that's what I was holding it to. True. That's very true. So let's get into the book itself. The book was written in 2000, which is a very strange time to write it, uh, before his last World Cup. So it's just after Euro 2000, I think. It's just after Euro 2000. and he's, They're and he's wondering like, if Kevin Keegan's going to get sacked or not. Yeah, it's like, he, like, why would you write it then after a disappointing... Oh, so irritating. I hate it when these people do this. It's, it's also just, it's, it's quite funny because in the book he keeps saying how despite all the good stuff he does he'll always be remembered for Naeem lobbing him from the halfway line and if it just waited a couple of months like a couple of years <laughs> yeah. everyone's going to remember him for Ronaldinho lobbing him from the halfway line so. <laughs> yeah. have well, a bit I'll, of patience I'll just, David I'll just remember him for being just quite a boring bloke you know but <laughs> that's that's fine he's no, he's not harming anybody he's a nice he's a nice chap isn't he? He seems yeah. like a nice guy. He's very good at his job. Well, by all... Well, so, sorry. From an outsider, I know that might be quite a hot potato. No, no, no. He was a, no, no, no. He's, he's, he's a very good he's keeper. He's really good. good yeah. He's but like I the forget- Tim Hemman of football, you know? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a very, very accurate comparison, I would say. <laughs> he is, and we all, we all kind of go, God love him. Come on. Every, every major tournament yeah. comes along. It's like, you can yeah. do it, David. Ah, didn't quite, oh, didn't quite no. go to plan. Mind you, you to be you honest, you're 96. He was... Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Hearing him talk about his, his, his leaks for a long time. Um, so the books, <laughs> the hey. book starts off with, uh, with Seaman being dropped in Euro 2000. And we got uh, very close to our earliest ever dramatic reading. I'm going to cue a little bit of dramatic music for this. What I didn't think was fair was the stick I was now getting in the press from former goalies Gordon Banks, Peter Shilton and John Burridge. Banks had already had a go at me during the season, suggesting I was past my best. And I had half a mind to take it up with him when some of the 1966 World Cup winning team visited us in Spa. But I decided to pay him the respect he deserves. 
That's it. That's it. That is a classic story. Yeah. Classic Seaman story. Here comes the drama. Yeah, I didn't. But he does sometimes. There's that bit where he, I can't remember who it was, but he got someone by the scruff of the neck, didn't he? McGoldrick, yeah. McGoldrick, like, there was an Arsenal player who played in the reserves, I think. Someone McGoldrick. And uh, McGoldrick was like, oh, you should have you should have uh, come for the ball. And he was like, right, I'm having you. And yeah. Oh, like, yeah, he has a guy in time, grabbed yeah, him yeah, and grabbed yeah. him by the scuff of the neck. Yeah, but like, you, don't you tell me do I sound to... like the Churchill dog, you bastard. <laughs> yeah. He wouldn't do that to Peter Shilton, though. That's the thing. That would have been a great story. Do that to Peter Shilton. Great story. But um, think about doing it to Peter Shilton. Bad story. I saw last night that, um, you know those like cameo things that people record? I know, Josh, you do these as well, but uh, I don't think yeah. it's cameo yeah. that they use. Sure do. 30, little, 30 quid a pop plug. if you want to book one. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> well, Peter Shilton, a lot of footballers do them for about 30, 40 quid as well. But Peter Shilton charges <laughs> 150 quid. 150 quid for his money. Who's paying 150 quid for that? He deserves to be grabbed around the scruff of the neck for that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it also it starts off with that, um, and the first chapter is largely dull, talking about uh, Euro 2000. But, but well, the, the first chapter is also weird because it's like, oh, here we go, this really dramatic moment in my career, and it's not actually that. Like he gets injured no. before a game, then yeah, they lo- and then he gets dropped game. mainly because of that. Yeah. yeah, then they lose the game, and then he says like, we didn't have a very good season, and then goes into detail about that season. You're like, well, what are we what are we doing here? Who are you? What's going on? <laughs> Yeah, it, it 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 does kick off. It does kick off his uh, uneasy relationship with Nigel Martin, though. I don't. I cannot tell if David Seaman likes or absolutely hates Nigel Martin. <laughs> I once it's, did a but, gig with Nigel Martin. Uh, what? He wasn't doing stand up. No, he was. was uh, <laughs> he was doing impressions. <laughs> and I'll tell you about the goal, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was. Uh, I did a, a corporate gig in in Doncaster. Uh, and Nigel Martin was like the guest speaker, and I was the comedy afterwards. Oh <laughs> but wow! He was, um, he was such a Wasn't nice. Wasn't that to follow? So he's a very he's a, he's a hard man to dislike. You'd say, Josh? Uh, I think yeah. I think he was really really nice. What well, basically what I'm saying is he liked my stand up. That is basically, and you know <laughs> that's enough for me to like any human being. Just the animation. Okay. Were yeah. you just doing jokes about how David Seaman shouldn't have been at the number one? <laughs> but it all kind of stems from the fact that... So he takes his spot in Euro 2000 when he gets injured. Uh, and then in Euro 92, I think he gets dropped. Not for him, though, is it? Or is it for someone else? Yeah, I think Martin takes his place in the oh. squad or something like that. Also, separate thing, uh, we can talk about it later. I didn't know that David Seaman played in... World, oh, he didn't play. He was in the squad in Italia 90. He yeah. left after a couple of games. I didn't. I did not realise that at all. That was, the, that was something I really, really learned. But anyway, um, that, that whole, the whole first chapter... world apart as well, I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about Nigel Martin later, I'm sure, and that will keep coming up when he does. But uh, the, end, the chapter ends with, and when I look back on my life and career, it teaches me that you should never rule anything out. I've had an amazing journey so far. What's to say it won't end with England World Cup winners in 2002? Stranger things have already happened. Never mind. Why would you say that? <laughs> yeah. Why? Never mind. Why would you say that? But like, I don't, I also don't understand like where, why, when people do these books, what are they thinking? Are they pe- thinking that people are going to read them in the year that they come out and then burn them? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, These yeah. incredibly stupid predictions they make won't, will just won't be there forever. Oh yeah. God, so irritating. It's even weirder when the end he says we're all going to be in hover cars in 2010. <laughs> 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 Okay, young David Seaman. What did we think of young David Seaman? Uh, what an absolute uh, legend is what I <laughs> I loved young David. I thought, There's a lot of very weird things about young David. Yeah. His life is like the Hovis boy. He's very much like... He, he works for like his family sandwich company. He just travels around on their sandwich bus and By the all way, stories. By the way, Seaman sandwiches. Why? 
Why would you have it with the name Seaman and you're mm. running a sandwich? <laughs> um, one thing, I, uh, I'm going to carry on my crusade, which I re- uh, resumed last week against footballers being too graphic about birth. Yep. There's a line which is so graphic, uh, which makes I mean, it makes you feel all itchy. Uh, he says, as when he's born, that was his so, mum... That was so partridge, right? Sorry, that's... I'm, I'm, sh- I'm, I'm sure. sure. You know, it makes you feel itchy. I don't it does make you feel itchy. His mum, his, his mum wrote in a diary or something that like when she gave birth to David, she wrote, forceps delivery made my eyes water. Oh. Oh, it's just oh, the yeah. image. Oh, and also, horrid. like, like, because he sort of he says, like, oh, it's a big baby, or as my mum says, like, <laughs> like, I don't, <laughs> yeah, know yeah, it's like, why his mum's like very sad, very graphic version of it needs to oh, be in this. It's, it's like, bizarre. it's like finger, it's like fingernails on a chalkboard to me. That, that line, like, I, I'm going to cross it out on my notes. It makes me feel sick. <laughs> <laughs> like, everything. <laughs> very quickly with young seaman, we're all imagining yeah. him with the moustache, right? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. absolutely. And his, and his incredibly deep Chris Finch voice all yeah. that, uh, away yeah. from the beginning. Oh, hey, Mum, I don't want to go to school today. <laughs> kid's going to make fun of a moustache. <laughs> Give me a break. I'm only three. <laughs> it's very sweet. It is. It, well, it, every, everything is so kitchen sink the way he describes things but the, the start the start of this chapter though also starts off with him like him and his friends stealing tiles from the top of a yeah of a of a of a sports hall or something i, I mean that's not his weirdest kleptomania uh i i want to talk about david's relationship with birds and i don't mean the typical football one uh i mean actual birds there's a bit where like he saves a pigeon from a flood or something which he devotes loads of time to talking about which i'm pretty sure is that is correct right he does yeah he like swims through like crusty sewage to save a pigeon and risks his life but then he swims he swims through crusty sewage because that's where they normally play they normally (laughs) play in the crusty sewage yard oh yeah that's true there's a lot of stories about crusty sewage so he risks his life to do that and then he massacres baby birds yeah, yeah. It's a, that's exactly like, he has this really strange hobby where he collects bird eggs it's 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 so strange i, I do you, uh, i'm gonna read this out really quickly we risked our lives indulging in something that's very non-pc these days collecting birds <laughs> eggs after all we could very quickly is that non-pc yes. is that what, when people say like pc yeah. culture's gone mad are they saying yeah. you can't, can't collect even... any birds these days can you yeah you could get cancelled for that <laughs> fuck you know yeah, yeah. absolutely <laughs> Oh, I yeah, think no, we should I, cancel I, David Seaman for this. I'm very, I'm very pro animals, and this is a bit mean. <laughs> I really like that goalkeeper, but he did steal a lot of bird eggs. Did you hear? <laughs> so he's collecting bird eggs, very on PC. After all, we could always spot the nests. We knew the seasons when the chicks would be about, and which birds nest in certain trees. So boring. Um, so <laughs> we collect them, although we'd only take one egg at a time. To stop the eggs going off, we would stick a pin on each end and empty it by blowing it using a straw or just our lips. <laughs> we did test them first by putting them in water. Sometimes our tongues. Sometimes <laughs> <laughs> we really got our tongues into those eggs. Um, <laughs> the one I praised the most was a kingfisher because it was such a good-looking bird and such a hard one to get. But the hardest one to get was a starling. There are thousands around, but they nest in orchid places up on roofs and eaves. <laughs> so it was. It's, um... it's, it's amazing that he can be so boring while talking about the massacre of birds, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. It's... It's a bit like Jack. You've described someone else before as Grandpa Simpson stories. They are yeah. very Grandpa Simpsony. A lot of Back story. in those days, the hardest <laughs> eggs to get were the starling eggs. <laughs> the Kaiser had put all of our starling <laughs> eggs at the top of Church Hills. But Church this Hill. is the stuff. This is the stuff I came for. These kind of bizarre revelations about 
egg stealing David Seaman. When he sort of has that disclaimer where he's like, "No, it was fine. Like we checked the eggs first. You know, like if if they were if they floated, then they were all right. We could take them. And if they sank, there was chicks in them. The chicks died. Like it's like it's like witch trials. It's like yeah. the witch trials. Like if they're a witch, uh, they'll fly off. If they yeah. if they're not, they sink. Either way, yeah. lose lose basically. <laughs> At least he didn't go around ducking witches. <laughs> that's true that is oh, pretty strange they always like either. about David Seaman but he didn't go around ducking witches that is very true <laughs> guys if you like meandering stories uh, I've got this week's dramatic reading Who yes can, uh, Josh can you say <laughs> the me. words oh bless you Sorry. can you say the words can I'm you say the words terrible stories <laughs> uh. <laughs> could you say the words cue dramatic music in a dramatic voice or just yeah that'd be great Cue dramatic music. Ooh, that is the most dramatic cue you've got so far. Great work. This story is called David Seaman Uses His Brother as a Human Piggy Bank. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And it starts off with with an exceptional sentence. But the one time I nearly did kill Colin was entirely accidental. (laughs) That's his brother. I can't remember what that flows on from, but it doesn't matter. I was 12, and at the time it cost just 2p for children to go anywhere on a bus in Rotherham. Very Grandpa Simpson. Very Grandpa Grandpa Simpson. (laughs) (laughs) One dinner time, Colin pinched my 2p for the bus back to school. He now reckons it was the other way round and that I had spent my 2p on sweets. But I know that was wrong as we used to nick sweets from our own shop. Okay. Thank you. I love love how he, he... He often gets quite defensive about very small things. Like, yeah. I know he's, yeah. he must be wrong. He must be wrong because I remember this. This is also 40 years later. It yeah. is literally 40 years later. Anyway, I tried to get the 2P back and as we were messing about, Colin put the 2P in his mouth. I knocked him. He accidentally swallowed it and it caught in his throat. <laughs> genuine drama here. This is genuine I, drama. I, I would like to know how that sequence of work, of events happened. What? Why was? What's the thought process behind putting the two p in your mouth? It's it's like when you put like a, a, a like a, a key in your mouth and swallow it, so no one can I don't know open your house. <laughs> Whatever magi- what do magicians, do magicians do is, that? I don't is know. that yeah. how money magicians works? Are... <laughs> I don't. That's how I save my money. I don't. I don't trust the banks. So not... <laughs> round. No oh, one's getting this money, and nor am I technically. But doesn't matter. So when you when you when you die and your kids want your inheritance, do they just have to smash you open like a piñata? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my my, my will. Out. When they go to whoever they claim the will back off, the solicitors, they'll give them a hammer. <laughs> Get your Some money back. Sex. Oh, made your eyes water. <laughs> um, for some reason, watching too many kung fu films, I suppose, I decided that a karate chop across his neck would do the trick. All it did was make him throw up. But the two piece stayed wedge. A, when has that ever been a good idea? How many, how many like life or death scenarios has David Seaman looked at and been like, you know what that guy could use? Karate chop across the neck. (laughs) Yeah, like whenever he's at a restaurant and someone is the Heimlich. Yeah, he's like, oh, don't worry. Yeah, quickly, let me just get in my uh, into my dojo. Um, the two-piece they wedge Colin was panicking by now not surprised uh, choking and shouting out I'm gonna die mum came out to find out what all of us was about and found me holding Colin upside down by his ankles trying to shake the coin out she called an ambulance and went with him to the hospital where an x-ray showed it lodged right in his windpipe oh, it, was st- it was stood upright and they were worried that if it fell sideways it could block his air passage they were preparing him for theatre where they were going to open up his throat and retrieve it when we had one last nervous swallow who can blame him and it went right down <laughs> that one 
Always have one last nervous swallow. Um, I, I, and, I, again, the idea that he was just... Do you think they were saying, please keep swallowing, just have one last go? Or do you think it was like, we're going into surgery now? Gulp! Oh, it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Why didn't you just swallow before? Fuck yeah. You know. Oh, wasting my time. <laughs> yeah. I really wanted to ride the bus. <laughs> <laughs> Colin said he did look for it once. <laughs> after an account but quickly decided it was a mugs game agreed and to the eternal gratitude of local bus drivers that two pps was never seen again I, I think it's such a that's such a weird thing to even say that it's a mugs game to cipher through your own shit right <laughs> obviously that's fucking weird like how is that what no, does mate, that even need explaining if you if you're planning to do it it's a mug get out of it while you uh, still can get out. i know a few people who who reckon uh, they can make a bit of money by looking through their own shit it's a mugs game get out of it so after he almost kills his brother he becomes a pro uh he goes he goes to leeds he goes to birmingham there's a great bit actually at birmingham where he just forgets a whole season uh, so he doesn't talk about it. He goes, I don't remember much about it, so I'm not going to say anything about it, effectively. And the, the, I wish more footballers did that, because there's plenty of seasons in Gary Monk's book, which we didn't need to know about. Yeah, where he just was like, oh, the website will tell me. There we go. <laughs> yeah, um, let's just go through all there's the a, stats. There's a, lot, there's a lot of bits in the Leeds chapter in particular where he keeps on saying, like, my career was going really, really well. Or so I thought. And it's like, oh shit, where's this going? What's happening? Oh my god, what's about to happen? Something terrible is about to happen to him. And he goes through his whole thing, like saying, like, oh, you know, I was having a really good time. I was on cloud nine, or so I thought. And you get to the end <laughs> of the chapter, and he says, I was let go, but then I played for Peterborough. No, it's fine. But there's <laughs> yeah, literally true. no, there's no drama. There's no like, like panic no. at all. Well, he quite often says, oh, we'll get to that later. But then he just doesn't ever get round to it. Also, when he does that, he's, he's he's a really weird like turn of phrase that he uses, where he's like, "There's one, hang on, just just like at Euro '96, of which much more later." Why is he talking like that? Mm. <laughs> That's so weird. It sounds like Russell Brand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Of which much more later, mate. And inherently, I'll tell you about that thing I've done with a ball in me arsehole as well. <laughs> but not siphoning through my own shit. That's a game for mugs, isn't it? <laughs> Wow. Russell, you're right. I, you're absolutely right. I, it is. I was I was wondering how you were going to crowbar all your impressions into this episode. I'm very oh, impressed. Yes. I'm very impressed. Oh yes, I'm an old hand, my friend. <laughs> I, I, James, I think it's quite a good way of doing it because it keeps you reading. I I'm sure I, if I was like. If he sort of said, like, oh, yeah, when I was at Euro 96, and he then didn't mention it, I would be like, oh, that's all he's going to say about Euro 96. That's it. It's not necessarily the, we'll get to it later, as it is about the the turn of phrase, which was I found yeah. odd. Yeah. Of which like, later ex- we will come. Yeah, I was expecting him to be like, ah, oh, later we talk this a bit more. It's, like, it's just odd. Like, <laughs> it doesn't flow at all. It sounds so weird. If Jack wrote a book, his whole book would be, and more on that later, and more on this later, just to keep people reading the whole yeah, thing. Just a, a, an inherent panic that someone's going to go, ah, done now. <laughs> what else is happening later? Nothing. <laughs> also, when he's growing up, he's, he develops not just a love for football, but also uh, cricket and fishing. Fishing. Goes into lot. Do you like either of those sports, Josh? Uh, no. Sorry, I hate okay. them both equally, I would say. Uh, I, I hope I'm not offending anyone. <laughs> well, I know nothing about fishing, but I also found it dull. I started by catching small carp, but then I found my lines were being snapped by the bigger carp. So as I wanted to catch them as well, I started looking into what equipment I needed. Was it heavier lines or heavier rods? <laughs> oh my god. That didn't make you want to get into fishing, Josh. Well, there was this, well it, the bit where he goes full partridge again and talks about how he loves fishing with Chris Tarrant. Um, that is the most uh, <laughs> like partridge bit, and that did make me want to get into. It. I'd love to go fishing with the sort of over the hill celebrity. Actually, that I would find yes. that amusing. Idea for a program, Lynn: fishing with Chris Tarrant. Mm-hmm. 
Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. And then his career really takes off and it doesn't really dwell too much on the QPR Birmingham stuff. His career really takes off at Arsenal. Uh, and he, it's Arsenal in the era which uh, we've enjoyed before when we spoke to Perry Groves mm. about his book. It's all the... So all the guys, the, the Tuesday Club? They call the Tuesday, Tuesday Club? Club? Yeah, where they, yeah. All went, they all went drinking. They all went wow. drinking. Anders Limper pops up again, being extremely weird, as always. Uh, <laughs> as he writes in one point, uh, I always remember the tattoo on his shoulder of a mouse with its arms out saying, nobody's perfect. <laughs> what a I want tattoo. to know. Oh. I want to know so much more about that tattoo. <laughs> like, is it a yes. Mickey Mouse-style mouse? Is yeah. it just a regular mouse? Why is yeah. the mouse saying nobody's perfect? It's I, it's fascinating. It's and there's no depth into that at all. No depth. Of it. It, I like that about Anders Limper. All I know about Anders Limper so far is he's got that tattoo and he likes chucking rocks in people's foreskin. That's all I know. <laughs> <laughs> Two oh facts God! We yes. Know about wow. I imagine yeah. we don't have time to go into that, but that sounds hilarious. I, I, I will tell. I will tell you all later. I will tell you all later. Um, <laughs> oh, uh, i got to keep listening. Oh, interesting. <laughs> got an image now of a rock in a foreskin like a sort of Adam's apple. Do you know a, what I mean? A rock in a foreskin is uh, like an idiot. Is, That's is, a uh, show. That right there is a show. A rock in a foreskin. Yeah. Uh, Dwayne Johnson's new show. <laughs> um, George Graham is a funny character uh, throughout the thing, I find. Yeah. I, lo- I love the way he... Um, he doesn't let them watch anything violent or sexy on the on the on the coach going towards games. He um he says he, won't, he wouldn't he would as, as David gets no day he wouldn't even let us watch Roy Chubby Brown tapes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, that made me sad. And they and they called him Gaddafi because of it. <laughs> God, even even Gaddafi would let us watch Roy Chubby Brown. <laughs> if we 
that one thing about Gaddafi. He fucking yeah. loved Roy Chubby Rowe. Yeah. Saddam Hussein's always popping on Jethro tapes and stuff for the lads <laughs> to cheer him up. <laughs> um, but also, so, uh, a lot of our favourite characters pop up, guys, in this book. We saw yeah. Andy Gray pops up. He says... Uh, he, he praises Andy Gray for his um, his Sky coverage. He says it's a revelation as a commentator. Hux injures David Seaman at one point. Yep. McAteer scores a rebound for a Fowler penalty. Jermaine yep. Pennant's a kid in it. Calls Kevin Phillips a great goal scorer. And even, Jack, I think it's time for Peter Reed watch. Woo! Peter Reed watch. Jack, yeah! does Peter Reed pop up in David Seaman's in safe hands? Peter Reed is indeed in David Seaman's safe hands. Bam! Boom! Uh, it's a great bit. In fact, it has some relevance. Like, it, it's not just Peter Reed was there, which is often how it works with Peter Reed Watch. In this one, <laughs> Peter Reed really, like, goes for it. They're in a. Yeah. Uh, it's as he's um, leaving QPR, because uh, it turns out that David Seaman, it's like David Seaman has said that he wants to go to Arsenal. There was a big press conference where it looked like he was going to go to Arsenal, and then he had to go mm-hmm. home because there was some kind of misunderstanding. Uh, so it's very embarrassing for him. Uh, he was in the physio room with peter reed and peter reed out of the blue turns to him and goes look either sign your contract or just get the fuck out of here all right? <laughs> yeah it's a different peter reed to before yeah it's so different like yeah, usually really peter building reed, my image of peter reed up thanks to these like, books it, here we're seeing the brutality of peter reed mm. the coarseness of peter reed <laughs> um like uh, the and and also the, the the i would say the um the brusqueness as in there's no build-up there's no like how are you doing dave how's your foot is it all right it's just either sign your contract or get the fuck out You've really built up this part. Thank you. Yeah, I. I, I <laughs> <laughs> um, and and Seaman, to his credit, turns around and is like, "Yeah, all right, we'll fuck off then." And Peter is <laughs> like, "Okay." okay. Oh, well, I didn't expect you to actually go. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. man. I had the contract right here. I wanted you to sign it. Oh, no. <laughs> That's Peter Reed Watch. Peter Reed Watch. We'll get to more Arsenal stuff in a bit because obviously he's at Arsenal a lot. Let's have a quick talk about international wise for England. He's got a, uh, a, a kind of a strange relationship with the England national team. He's, he, you know, he plays 75 times for them, but there's times where he's in and out of the team and he kind of makes it fairly late. He's 33 and 96. So, yeah, he was, he was older than I thought he was at that time, but he yeah. had been around for a long time time at that point he went to italian 90 like i mentioned which i didn't know the only thing he seems to remember from it is an italian policeman coming off his motorbike and crashing that's the only thing he talks about <laughs> and, but he also says that like everyone was like oh yeah that's understandable because italy is the land of boy racers that's, that's it, not what, yeah. that's not what you say when someone's just come off their motorbike you don't <laughs> also, go like ah this is typical of the country you don't uh, call policemen <laughs> policemen boy racers sorry. either <laughs> yeah. yeah although to be fair i don't have you ever driven in italy I, it's, yeah, it's insane horrifying. Is, is it? it? Okay. It's it's genuinely they just view it as a playground. Like over here, I think we're quite scared. Well, unless you're like one of those wankers who like loves to zip around. But yeah, they just like don't care about lanes and anything. It's it's, it's mad. Absolutely. Josh, mad. I'm really struggling to find what you who or what you like. <laughs> oh no, you don't no, no, like no. Churchill. I, hate, I love uh, I love Italian uh, cuisine. Italian. <laughs> no, I do really. It's, I, it's just diff- supposed to no. be my thing. Josh, you come on here. I'm the negative one. You can't come on here and be Mr. Negative. That's me. This is actually really disappointing because later on I was going to do an, my new character which is an Italian Tom Hiddleston <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see that Tom Hiddleston yeah. no I do I here's do my impression like my of Robert De Niro <laughs> I am so good all the time look at me <laughs> Tom won the day again uh-huh. yeah. um, 
I hate Tom Edison, but I do have a lot of love for a lot of people. Like, I love all That's... of you guys. I like this podcast. Uh, we love you, know? you too, Josh. Yeah, we yeah, love yeah. You we'll too. Wait, till, wait till the next podcast you're on. Yeah, wait till you're on quickly, Kevin. You're slagging us off behind our backs. <laughs> Actually, Josh, do you do you do a good Josh Whittaker impression, right? Yeah. How are we going to crowbar that in? <laughs> I, I think it's I'm happening right now. Hell. Right. Well, uh, God, I haven't done Josh Whittaker in quite a long time, but what the hell is going on there? Bloody hell! Take that quickly, Kevin. <laughs> I, th- I think Why I think everyone does a, a Josh Whittaker. In that that's that's what I hear because uh, uh, I used to think that was more interesting than doing James Acaster. Um, yeah, uh, James, obviously, uh, sort of sound a bit like that, with, with closed eyes. Uh, really? Really weird! Yeah! I mean, you just make sounds, man. No one really understands what I'm saying. You just sort of go, yeah! Um, but I thought they were equivalent, because they're both, I thought, similar level of fame, but now apparently everyone does Joshua. To, uh, yeah, and also they're both uh, rival podcasts, so the more you slag them off, the better. <laughs> or people will be like, oh, am I listening to Off Menu? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, well, you're listening to Off Menu. It's slightly different this they week. They haven't got any, any, to any of the food yet. We're talking a long time about David Seaman. There's a bit where they mentioned sandwiches. To dinner. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, uh, the Euros stuff, uh, was, it was, there was no real great insight into the penalty saves and stuff, which was a bit of a shame. It, 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 yeah, that, there's a funny bit when Tony Adams tells off Gareth Southgate uh, after the penalty. They all come back and they're all comforting Gareth Southgate. And he goes, but Gareth, it was a shit penalty, wasn't it? <laughs> that, was yeah, really, that was the one bit where I w- just genuinely got some insight that was really, really sweet. Yeah, I agree. That, a lot of this book, because like, he doesn't really go into any depth about the. I thought the Spain shootout would be like a huge part of this book. Like where yes. they, you know, like where, where David Seaman, you know, saves penalties against Spain and, and England win a penalty shootout. Like I thought that was going to be like a focal part of this book. He seems to just be like, yep, they missed. And then we were through. We're happy about yeah. that. Then we went yeah. on to play Germany where we lost. And you're like, yeah. just give me some now let drama. me tell you about my plumbing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can we just Finally talk about good stuff. What, the, what, the, what the Spanish media called him? Because that was my favorite bit of the whole book. Oh my God. This is uh, it's actually a question for later, but please, and, it is oh, funny. Well, actually, this. I preempted this. I, I thought it's either going to be a question or it's 100% going to be my name in the quiz. And am I right? <laughs> am I right? It actually isn't. Yeah. But it's such a good insult. Spanish media described David Seaman as a piece of meat with eyes. <laughs> Jack, you're doing your Duolingo at the moment. Can you think what wow. that would roughly uh, be? Oh, uh, I've moved on to French. Oh, uh, oh you mastered Spanish. <laughs> no, I gave it. up. Uh, okay. Carne con ojo? I don't know. I'm so yeah, that is it. right. Carne con ojo. Yeah. yeah carne Such con a ojo. good insult. Um, you piece of meat with eyes. Talking you kind uncle. Sorry. I've got a good segue for it. Talking of a piece of meat with eyes. <laughs> World Cup 98, my favourite bit, when a pepperoni man just runs across the pitch because uh, the security yeah. doesn't deal with it. It's amazing. <laughs> Giant pepperami man. No, so this is sorry. Um, it, it's not very quickly. It's not pepperami. It's pepperoni. He says it's a giant pepperoni man. Yeah, that's true. But I'm guessing it's for pepperoni. I think it must pepperoni, be pepperoni. Right? What else yeah, could I it agree. possibly been for? Because there's, no, there's, no, like, there's no preamble to it. He just no sort preamble. of says. He says it was, of course, the giant pepperoni man, as if we <laughs> yeah, just knew what it was, right? Like, like oh, like, maybe oh, in the late nineties giant... that was a reference we all would have kind of remembered. But giant yeah, pepperoni man. They're like they're, they're training, and they've got they've got a private security firm who's supposed to not let anyone come near, let alone a giant pepperoni man who runs on the pitch with a photographer right behind him. The pitch has inevitably made the papers, and although we had a good laugh at the time, it did show our so-called security was pretty pathetic. <laughs> that and I agree. Like if like a, a ten foot 
sausages run into the bit. It's like, yeah, how, you've got how it. are you you've not keeping that out? Some, there are some questions that need to be asked after that. that uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, like good, s- good work today, some, guys. Some uh, red faces that day. Yeah. Some people can we, uh, slip through the net, but, you know, 10-foot <laughs> sausage. What, has he just shown a, a lanyard and they've gone, yeah, you're good. And then realised, like... <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I'm David Batty. Okay, cool. And you, in oh, you yeah. go. Yeah. No, wait! <laughs> Who wants this week's uh, Ken Zong? Yeah, Ken Zong. So, Josh, uh, if you're not aware, Ken Zong is a friend of ours who comes to the yeah. show every so often and makes a chant about a footballer uh, who's long since retired. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, they haven't, actually, this one hasn't retired. This is one which could be used in the future when fans are allowed back in. To the tune of Put Your Hands Up For Detroit by Fed Legrand. <laughs> Great. I'm excited. We're diversifying. We're diversifying into different genres. Okay, here we go. It's got to be a build-up, this one. Put your hands up. Put your hands up. Building the tension. Put your hands up. Put your hands up. Put your hands up for Big Troy. I love this Deanie. That's great. There we go. Do you know that is already a chant? Yeah, that's a Dirk Couch chant. What do they sing? What do they Put your hands up for Dirk Couch. He loves this city. He loves this city. He loves this city, yeah. Ah. Referring to Liverpool. There we go. I, I didn't know that. Yeah, they say, they say brackets one. referring to Liverpool. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but this one, Close this one hey, we've improved it. We've improved it. Oh, definitely. We? We've t- yeah. taken out. <laughs> Big Troy. Big Troy is the one. Troy. And also, I love this Dini, as if there are multiple Dinis. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We don't know the other ones. Back to Arsenal. Uh, Josh, I know you'll enjoy the period when Wenger came in because yeah. that's the, the only period of football history you kind of know about. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's like... true. I think that is pretty true. Yeah, I like I like Wenger. He's, he's pretty cool. He's, he clearly cares about all the details and stuff. And uh, that's quite really a serious point. Yeah, I, I, I like that. I like that, the manager. uh, true he's the kind of person who revolutionised it a bit uh, in the Premier League but Seaman finds that surprising because he spends most of the time talking about tablets when it comes to Wenger he doesn't talk about much else but it's like all of a sudden I'm taking tablets every day every morning and he comes around to it pretty quickly tablets like non-specific tablets are very broad Mm. church of medicines that you could be taking yeah that bit is very dodgy, isn't it? Where they're, yeah. like, they're tablets, just have some they're, tablets. They're yeah. Just, yeah, they're just new. It's a bit like a Nurse Ratchet in a yeah. <laughs> one blow over the just cookies. Nest. That yeah. whole culture of when those tablets started coming in, and, yeah, and there was a bit where he's like, and Jamie Redknapp was ringing us up, like, can you sort me out with some tablets? Like, what? what is in these? <laughs> yeah. What's going on yeah. here? Yeah. <laughs> Please, I just need some tablets. Yeah, Please, Arsenal, I just need a few tablets. Like, as long as one of them doesn't make me grow three breasts, then I'm fine. That, <laughs> that was, was, so I was like, funny. what the fuck? <laughs> Josh, you had a, such a funny bit. You, you mentioned there was some gentle uh, misogyny in the book. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's one of my favourite bits. Just uh, features of this is it's sort of offhand semen. Semen's sort of offhand views on the world, on women. <laughs> I just, I just, I, yeah, I didn't even realise I was saying that. One. <laughs> You don't even know when you're doing it now. I don't even know. But there's just there's just some amazing bits, like the bit where he um. Where he talks about, yeah, someone saying, get them out for the lads. That's so funny. Yeah. He's like, you know, after the team. And then one of them did. And it was great. And uh, <laughs> I can't, and it just also like, um, I, it's just quite funny the way that he talks about the wives collectively. He's like, and then there was someone for the wives to sit and the wives came along. And I yeah. just, yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of really amusing. Oh, but the funniest bit, sorry, I was just trying to remember it. The funniest bit is where he talk. I think he's talking about when he's dating. Uh, and and there's some sort of radio service I think to meet women, and and this is obviously 
it's it's funny because he thinks it, but obviously it's awful to say now. But he uh, he's he's talking about how he sees that there's a girl who he decides is very overweight, and then he decides to just drive on rather than wind the window down and meet her. And, and he thinks that's hilarious. And I'm just like, oh god, oh, that's when he's a kid, that, isn't yeah. it? That's in when like Rotherham. Oh, it's so. Are sad. you sure? Are you sure this isn't uh, the Office Christmas special? <laughs> 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 With Chris Finch. Yeah, yeah. 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 No, no, go on, go on, no. Something I didn't know about someone, Arsene Wenger, I didn't realise how clumsy he was. There's really funny... Oh, I, I've, he's like I've Mr. Never heard Bean. This. There are yeah, so... No, genuinely, yeah, there are so many great... Because well, you know the whole Arsene Wenger with the zip thing? That's yeah, sort of I like know a that. continuation of but, that. There but are, is, that, is that something which is common knowledge in Arsenal? Yeah, no, the, the, they the, call the, him Clouseau. Yeah, the, uh, Ray Parler tells the, the... I think the story that you're about to tell, Ray Parler tells it on a uh, chat show as well. Because so, ah. it's such an adorable thing that uh, Arsene Wenger is this big... Like, it's such an intelligent, like, cultured, creative man who can also do incredibly stupid things, like yeah. fall over, uh, like, barricades. Uh, like a, a, and, a buffet or something, yeah, isn't it? So, yeah, there's, yeah, he, he manages pudding. to... He drops yeah, his pudding drops in the canteen and then sits down thinking that his pudding is still on his plate and picks up a spoon to eat it and is then like, where's my pudding? <laughs> and then behind him, a, a, like, a, a, like a, a worker is cleaning it up and everyone's like laughing at him. It's that is so like some sweet. like uh, some comedy you'd watch in France or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. It genuinely yeah. is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, he, he is funny. But the, my my favourite character is Bob Wilson, his goalkeeping coat. He's very cute. He's ve- he's best man at the wedding, which is very sweet. Even though he's about Willow. thirty years older. Yeah, Willow. Mm. Yeah, and, he, I mean, and also David Seaman keeps on saying he's the oldest best man that's ever been. He's so old. <laughs> yeah, he really old does best man. Like, okay. But the first thing about him is all the sweet notes he keeps sending him. He keeps leaving notes around the place for David Seaman all the way through the book. Um, really sweet. Which is really, really, really sweet. Things like um, uh, he'll just like go, he'll like find gloves, and he says, "If I could play brilliant in these in 1971, think what you could do with them tonight." There's another ones where it says Swift, Banks, Troutman, Yashin, Jennings, Seaman. You've earned your place amongst the greatest ever keep proving it and he keeps doing loads of them like FA Cup games do it for Debbie do it for your family do it for yourself good luck play well keep them out Bob brackets the double keeper he hasn't got to put his name in it I think it's really (laughs) it's really nice it's really nice but it's also got the feeling of like your mum putting a note in your pack of lunch like every day and you're like oh (laughs) mum stop it they're gonna see you've done everything and much more than I've ever done now I want you to repeat the last photo on view but for real I don't know what that means that's that's him holding up the world cup Oh, yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. It's, yeah. Him, I think it's him in a bikini in a paddling pool being like, <laughs> I'm going to do it for me. Yeah, they are like notes you send to war as well. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, that's, yeah, but there's also, yeah, there's a slightly romantic element to it. And it's yeah. like, Very. Keep, make sure your cute little bum still looking good in those shorts, David. You know, there's, there's, there's that, a little that bit of that. Nap. Yeah. Oh, was that something else I wrote? Okay. That a was a nap- uh, one... napkin with a lipstick kiss on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Bob. Thanks, Willow. <laughs> very, very sweet. I wish Bob Wilson would write us some notes. Um, guys, out of context. Anyone, anyone got an out of context this week? I got so many because I love them all. Yeah. Uh, well, mine was one that's already been discussed. The giant pepperoni man. That's, that's Oh, of course, yeah. <laughs> how could you? How could there not be? I've got one, uh, which is, my only problem is that I appear to be allergic to horse dust. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> I love that so much. I've got one, actually. Yeah. Her mother's real name was Dorothy. But Robbie always called her Georgina because he preferred that name. What? <laughs> Bizarre. You can't just change that's someone's a, name because you prefer that's it. That's some real Rebecca shit right there. This is I, really. <laughs> I can't. I can't ask who Robbie is because of the rules of no context yeah, club. No but context. I will message you afterwards. Okay, I've got one. 
We fed and watered them, and they repaid us by crapping absolutely everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you might bring that one up. I was just thinking about the doves. Oh, uh, right. That's about. Uh, I thought it was about Anders Limper. That story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I've got, I've got one more. Can I do one more? That's really yeah, good. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Like Victor Meldrew, I just couldn't believe it. <laughs> oh no, that's great. Giant pepperoni man and Victor Meldrew. This is so <laughs> so. All the celebrities 90s. of the nineties are here. Yeah. <laughs> that is that is what the, I can't remember what. It, oh yeah, uh, the, the Chris Tarrant fishing episode has got to be one of the most late nineties thing. Oh, oh yeah. That's like Liam Gallagher doing a line off Kate Moss using the news of the world <laughs> with like Gabrielle playing in the background, and then he does it and goes, "Aha!" And like, that is literally it's like about as nineties as. You'll on get. a Concorde as Fish well. You. He loves Concorde. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he flies to Saudi Arabia and Just gets to see the pyramids to, uh, yeah. over yeah. Egypt. That was really cool. He, uh, the, the way he says that, like the the pilot, like took a quick detour to go over the pyramids, like. <laughs> Like, it was like, oh, you know what? They're all around the way. Let's go. Whee! Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure. Who wants to see the Tower of Pisa while we're here? Yeah. <laughs> Let's go to the moon. <laughs> <laughs> so I went to the moon. And I couldn't stop thinking about my waterlogged house. <laughs> but you know, you know, one thing that Seaman does that's so funny as well, he'll talk about an experience that he enjoyed. And then he'll sort of, he'll counterbalance it against something else. So he'll be like, yeah, we went to the moon, but I'm not saying that I prefer the moon more than goalkeeping, because I don't. <laughs> and like, that is, that is his style of writing. It's so fucking weird. End of the book. It's pretty boring, the end of the book, I'll be honest. It's all about team practices for ages and the manufacturing of balls. But there's a lot about his wife, which is his, his second wife. Yeah, second wife. But he does propose to Debbie uh, oh. and it's a really romantic, it's actually yeah, a really romantic proposal. He like prepares everything. He puts all these lights up out in the garden. It's really romantic until the last line. Then I went back in and suggested we went for a walk with the dogs because it was such a nice night. Debbie said it was far too cold and I had to work hard to persuade her and only agreed when I said I wanted to show her something the dogs had done. <laughs> <laughs> Come look at this dog shit. That's all it could be. What yeah, had the dogs done? Just... Did it clarify? Well, what? Must, no, must no, no, be. no, no. Found this stash of birds' outside. eggs. But they, yeah. <laughs> they've ripped <laughs> a rabbit up. Nothing oh, is going to smell. Marry me and shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but also, then when then he goes outside and there are all these candles there, and she goes, "Who did this?" Uh, and he goes, "Who'd you think?" And I really wanted her to go the the dogs. The dogs? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, logically, it could only be the dogs, from based on what you told me to get me out of here. Did they? Are the dogs going to propose to me? <laughs> The, <laughs> the yeah, apart from all the TV pictures at the end, the animal stuff is is the real highlight of the book. I mean, obviously he has, he's got an easy relationship at the beginning, so it makes sense that he rectifies it by the end. He's got goats, he's got sheep, he's got horses, oh, which yeah. is maybe allergic to their dust. Yeah. He's got um, Chris Evans gives him some doves. Yeah, but they but they but he he gets annoyed because they don't give him a nineties. Yeah, Chris Evans gave everyone doves in the nineties. That was you know, that's common knowledge. <laughs> That was that was his thing. You just see him in the you. street. Hey, how how are yeah. you? Have some ducks. And that's uh, that's that's oh. David Seaman's in safe hands. Oh, sorry, Jack. You want to say one, one more thing? One more thing. Yep. Uh, at, oh, yes, at the very so. end of the book, he becomes friends. It seems with David Frost, as we've sort of touched upon. <laughs> um, and he randomly says that that uh, David Frost's son was Princess Diana. So, so hang on, sorry. Wait, <laughs> Holy shit! No, that a, is I'm a, a twist that in the tale. That's going to make for a good episode of The Crown. Princess Diana is david frost's son's godparent yes and that when princess diana dies david frost asks david seaman who he seems to have just met whether he would replace princess diana as his son's godparent 
it's it's baffling. It's, it's so weird. Yeah, he, he, he just only just meets him, and David Frost is, is like, yeah, you you seem to be the natural successor. Yeah, <laughs> as the godparent. He's like, yeah, you're a pair of safe hands, aren't you? Could you? Uh... <laughs> you never had done any weird shit with birds, have you before? <laughs> no, I should no. know about. And that was it. That was the book, guys. Did it change you, Josh? Um. Define well. It changed me in the sense that I aged through the course of reading it. But I mean, okay. you know, in the linear time or cyclical time or however you perceive time has continued. Um, but but the book yeah. itself? No, probably not. <laughs> I mean, well, it's made me sort of hungry to read uh, good literature. So in that sense, you know, it's made me want to actually read. Um, so so yeah, so kind of. Don't worry, we're going to send you all <laughs> now. Yeah, Darren Huckabee. Yeah, Jermaine Pennant's mental is in the post on its way as we speak. Um, Jack, change you? Mm, not really. I liked David Seaman beforehand. I thought he was fine at the end of it. Sort of as a as a, a still plateau, still like really. him. Still yeah. like him. I I I I tell you what, I actually like him more because I found some of the. I never disliked him. I always thought it was alright, which is I probably shouldn't say as a Spurs fan, but he's fine. Uh, I I actually I disliked him because when I used to watch Dancing on Ice, he used to terrify me because he dropped his partner at least once, and <laughs> that is a nightmare fuel. <laughs> it's a horrible thing to watch on an ice rink. But uh, yeah, he he kind of regained my trust with this. He seemed just a he's just a funny guy, just a funny. He does so many he's stupid funny. things. He's funny. Yeah, he's funny he's funny and like unintentionally. He just got he just he just he's a character, isn't he? James, how about you? Yeah, you know, it was endearing, mildly amusing boring yes another one done yeah. next book come on let's <laughs> let's move on mark out of 10 i'll give it a five is that too harsh that's fine i'm gonna give it a six jack i laughed quite hard during it so i'm gonna give it a seven okay Ooh. cool and josh josh uh, big dog berry big dog berry i'll give it uh, i'll do it out of five i'll give it two stars out of five so four so four, so four. four. yeah, yeah <laughs> you can't you come know. in here and reinvent our rating system <laughs> so what do we go at four seven five five so 11. 21 again 5.25 that's three in a row we've got 5.25 that's unbelievable we need to get more diverse with our reviews I think <laughs> is there one thing okay guys time for this week's quiz uh, for the quiz you're all named after a magazine David subscribes to and these, these these are genuine Josh you're the crafty carper of course of course I am uh, Jack you're carp talk okay and, thank you and, and James you're FHM flounders halibut and mackerel <laughs> <laughs> I made that last one up Okay, question number one. Uh, what are the most popular sandwiches amongst workmen at Siemens Sandwiches? Oh, Carp Talk. Oh, no, yeah, you go. Carp Talk, what's the answer? Uh, it was a dripping sandwich, but without any brown. That's correct. Dripping no uh, brown, which is lard with salt on. It's that's awful. Disgusting. Dripping Siemens Sandwich. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> question number two. Apart from being goalkeeper, what is David James also good at? Crafty Carp. Oh, yes, yeah. Crafty Carp. Uh, he's, he's good at doing cartoons and caricatures of the other players. Yes, Very good. good I just realised I've made a, mo- a note of um, who's got points by writing JB, and this does not help at all. <laughs> 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 Berry uh, one. Uh, okay, uh, number three. What was David Seaman's favourite freebie from his sponsors? I'll give you a clue. Uh, one was gloves, obviously, but the other one is something which you might put in your kitchen um, for your drinks. Nope, never mind. It's a soda stream, which seems, oh, it seems the height of sophistication. Yeah, the height of sophistication. Um, name something David's had thrown at him on the pitch. A point for any of these. Quickly shout him out. Crafty uh, um, oh, uh, rocks. Yep, Josh. A, p- a pie. Rocks is rocks. correct. Carp, carp talk. Pie. Wait, 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 wait. Let's get out of here. You said shout him out. Oh, you d- said d- shout d- him out. David couldn't handle it. I, I'll you d- say d- your d- name. I'll d- <laughs> d- <laughs> d- <laughs> Can I, can I, I tell the gentleman to please shut up? 
Barry's got one Jack uh, for rocks. James has got one for pie. Uh, any, any others? Spat talk. Pasty. Uh, he says pasties are separate from pie. I'm not sure he did. I Human like spit. I'm... Spit is correct. But James, you're not shouting your name out, so I'm very upset with this. Oh, Let's move on God. to the next question. Jack, I'm not giving you that. I'm sorry. Uh, I, I will harsh. find it and I will send it to you. <laughs> Fair enough. That's the, we can we can retrospectively add that point onto it. Um, what is Dave, uh, Mark Overmars' weird hobby? Oh, 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 pass, oh I know this. Uh, 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 Carp talk. Carp talk. On, uh, <laughs> um, he collects... Um, matchstick cars and also models of cars that are big enough to sit in. Very good. Baffling. Uh, yeah, that is funny, the idea of Mark Overmars is after a game gone sat in his little car <laughs> having his dinner. <laughs> it's like the Jersey Dudek mini airplane thing all over again. Just like oh, yeah, sitting yeah, in yeah, a yeah. tiny oh, little yeah. vehicle. There is. Weird. And finally, what was the name of the fishing video David starred in in 1990? Oh, God. Um, uh, carp Talk. Yep. It's by someone like Adam Little and it's like how to teach carp how, how to teach fishing with David Seaman? I'll give and it's a ridiculous name. I'll give you half a point oh, for that, which yeah. just tips you over the edge. It's called Gravel Pit Carping with Andy Little, that's featuring it. David Seaman. <laughs> Andy Little, that's it. And if it's anyone has a copy of that title, that is the shittest title. <laughs> Um, thank you very much for coming on the show Josh sorry you didn't win the quiz it's been great to have you on it's been fun have you got anything you want to plug anything which we should be listening to no Uh, well not really I mean I've already got nothing coming out Uh, I've got my podcast uh, Josh Berry's Fake News which came out a while ago yep check um, it out and is comedy British podcast award nominated yeah thanks yeah check it out anyone has any thoughts on the book or any questions for us message us at footy book club on twitter football book club on instagram or on facebook review the podcast subscribe follow us any last words oh yes goodbye thanks for listening to the football book club it featured James Bug, Jack Bernhardt, James Balgen, and Josh Berry. It was produced and created by James Bug. Thanks to David Seaman for writing the book, but what are they all up to now? Well, David Seaman went on to play in the 2002 World Cup, make 564 appearances for Arsenal, and move to Man City. He's since appeared on Dancing on Ice and Harry's Heroes, but he still makes sure he finds the time to blow a few bird eggs every now and then. Giant Pepper Army Man is still going strong 24 years later, recently managing to gatecrash the Academy Awards. Mark Overmars is probably sitting in a model Alfa Romeo right now. Slapstick genius Arsene Wenger is set to star in the French remake of Miranda. And sadly, Gravel Pit Carping with Andy Little never got a Blu-ray release. What a shame. This is sadly the last episode of Series 2, but thanks to all our guests, authors, and of course you, our listeners, for all your continued support this series. We'll see you very soon for more episodes. Until then, bye-bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 